we really had a good time with our family, enjoyed it. If you would this morning, I was wanting to make a message around Christmas time, and uh, I tried to major during this time around Christmas, and I thought about the subjects that I could have preached on. I could preach on the lineage of Christ. I came down uh, from the loins of Abraham all the way to King David until Mary and Joseph. He's our rightful king by lineage. I could preach on the wise men in his birth, how many and the gifts they brought, what the gifts represents to us, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, the love of God, the grace of God, and the sweetness of God in the salvation and his sufferings. I could preach on the angels, how many were there, and how they praised and worshipped baby Jesus. And if angels did, we surely ought to also. I could preach on the evil King Herod, how he represents the devil, and how the devil has always been trying to destroy the Savior. I could preach on Joseph and Mary, how Joseph is not the daddy of this baby, but God is. I could have preached on the, the meaning of Jesus' name. He is the Savior of the world's sins, John 3.16. But what I want to do this morning, I was reading it just a little bit unusual, is Luke chapter 1. I want to begin to read in verse 26. In Luke chapter 1, in verse 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast it in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age, and this is a sixth month with her who was called barren. For, God, for with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, I pray that you let the Holy Spirit take these verses and deal them to our hearts and minds today. Lord, we come to worship before thy throne this day, our wonderful Savior, who came in this world and died and bled and shed his blood for the forgiveness of our sins. Bless each one we pray that hears these words today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
every year, as I said, I try to major on the second chapter of Luke and reading and studying. In this past week, though, I've come to learn so much about our Savior through uh, chapter 1 of Luke. The greatest event this world has ever witnessed is recorded here. The incarnation and birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. That is, God becoming human flesh. That's the greatest miracle of all time and of all eternity. Like I said before, there are some great truths we can learn from this chapter. Number one, Jesus is lowly birth. In 2 Corinthians 8 and verse 9 says, For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he were rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. Can you imagine for just a second God Almighty condescending to a little Jewish maiden to be born? God of the whole universe becoming a very small thing called man becoming in him and was born the very thing that he was cre- he created. Romans chapter 12 verse 16 says, Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. You know what all that teaches us? Did you ever notice how people want to uh, give, uh, they'll help the rich people, uh, but the Bible makes it very plain that we're to condescend to the lowest state. In other words, poor people also. Amen? If there's one thing I've learned, that, and being a pastor of a church, is how people give. I mean, a lot of churches, there's a man told me about a church near here, that one of his parishioners, uh, a doctor, came and gave $250,000 to the church. Now, if I got any of them here, help yourself today, okay? But, uh, you know what I thank God? I thank God for everyone that gives a dollar. Everyone that gives whatever they got. Uh, I've noticed some just, just, just everyday people is who God loves. If you study the Bible... God, God always, Jesus Christ always preached to the common people. To the common people. That's us. Amen. And the, and the Bible says to us, you and I, condescend to being a blow state. Don't be high-minded. Don't think you're better than somebody else. No, you're not. You're just a child of God. Amen. Notice the second thing is taught here, the language the angel Gabriel, Gabriel addressed Mary in. Look at verse 28 with me, please. And the angel came into Mary and came into her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women. Now here's the greatest of all angels. Think about this. Gabriel, yet he called Mary, Hail, thou art that are highly favored. Again, he said, the Lord is with her. Blessed are they are among women. Wouldn't everybody, even every woman especially, but everybody, I'll say everybody, wouldn't that be the blessed thing to be said of God? Blessed are thou, the Lord is with thee. Amen. Now, of all the people of the world, God chose Mary. Truly, she was highly favored and blessed. The thing for I'd like for us to see here is Jesus is not a respecter of persons. Jesus said, Whosoever shall do the will of God, the same as my brother and sister and mother. Now, we can all 
be blessed of God if we'll hear God's Word and keep it then. Number three, notice Mary's testimony in verse 46. And Mary said, My soul doeth magnify the Lord. I wish everyone could get this truth. Every child of God should magnify our Lord and Savior. Amen. You know what my number one goal has been ever since I've been called to preach in this church? I want every song we sung. I want every tuning we play on the piano. I want every Sunday school class, every message that we teach in Sunday school. I want every sermon to be for one purpose, to magnify the Lord. Now, I know a lot of preachers, I know we'll forget one pastor, and every once in a while, he had this thing of calling all the congregation. Now, if y'all want me to stay here and be y'all's pastor, I'm going to stand down front here, and I want everybody to come by and tell me how much they love me and how much they want to keep me here. And I never will forget, I was in a service one time, he did this crazy thing, wanted everybody to make a big thing over him. This little lady came up and she patted him on the cheek. She said, been down, Pastor, patted him on the cheek. She said, Pastor, I love you, uh, but uh, I was here before you came and I'll be here when you're gone. Amen. She put him right in his place. You know what, folks? I love to people come up and say, Preacher, I appreciate that sermon. I appreciate you being a pastor, but I want you to magnify the Lord Jesus. If you, if, if you get mad with me and you don't like anything I say, just magnify the Lord. Amen? Lift Him up. Everything we say and do, let's lift Him up. Now, I want you to notice something else. Mary's question here, how shall this thing be? Look at verse 34 and verse 35. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the High shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born to thee shall be called the Son of God. I told you this little thing. A man had a pastor had a son. He, a little boy was in uh, his son was in his church, and he preached on uh, Jonah, uh, you know, being swallowed by a whale and a few miracles that God did in the Bible. And he got going home to his daddy on the way home. And he said, Now, Daddy, uh, I know you preached on that whale swallowing Jonah, but uh, uh, he said, Daddy, I have a hard time believing that. And he said, Yeah, but son of God, he said, Oh, well, if you're going to bring God into it, that's different. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? You, you get out of here, you talk, tell people that Jesus was virgin born. That's impossible. No. Notice who did it, the Holy Ghost of God. Let me give you something. I think sometimes we forget how much the Holy Spirit does in our lives. The Bible tells us the Word was made flesh. The Bible tells us the body was prepared for Him. The Bible says He took part of our flesh and blood. The Bible makes it plain that well, He was made of a woman. In John 1.14, Hebrews 10.5, Hebrews 2.14, Galatians 4.4. Now, how did all this take place? It was by the working of the Holy Spirit. I want you to know some things the Holy Spirit took part for us. Jesus died to make atonement for us. How did He do it? Hebrews 9.14, Through the eternal Spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, He offered Himself up without spot to God. 
In other words, then, how did Jesus make atonement for our sins? The Holy Spirit worked through Him. Uh, number two, Jesus rose from the dead for our justification. How did that happen? First Peter 3.18 He was quickened by the Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. Uh, number three, Jesus supplies our comfort. Uh, we need to honor the Holy Spirit of God then as much as the Father and the Son. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, all of the Godhead, all is working. By the way, it takes all three to work in your salvation. Did you know that? God the Holy Spirit convicts us of our sin. The Word of God uh, read to us convicts our sin. The Holy Spirit draws us to Christ. But Christ died for our sins. But God the Father is one that saved our soul. Amen. Notice Mary accepts God's will for her, her life. Look at verse 38 for just a second. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. I think sometimes we miss the full meaning of this verse. This was not an easy thing for Mary to do. Yet she said, Thy will be done. I've always believed since I've got saved, nothing happens to a child of God accidentally. Do you know that? I believe that everything, good or bad, happens to a child of God for a reason. God has a reason for it. Did you know the book of Psalms says that God orders the steps of a righteous man? In other words, God's in it. If you stomp your toe, God's in it. Amen? Listen. We get upset. We get discouraged. We want to quit on the Lord when everything doesn't go just right. Instead, we need to say with Mary, Behold, thy handmaid of the Lord. In other words, we belong to the Lord. Amen? Then He can do with us as He pleases. Be it unto me according to thy word. I love these words. Listen, because I know Jesus loves me. I know Jesus will take care of me. I know I belong to my Lord. And I know I'll be alright then. I don't care what's going on around me right now. I know I'm going to be alright because I belong to the Lord. Let me show you something else. Here's something very precious. Note Mary's humility as a sinner needing a Savior. Now, a lot is made about the deity of Mary. But this verse, these two verses prove without a doubt that Mary was not deity. She needed a Savior just like anybody else. Look at verse 46 and verse 47. And verse 46 and verse 47. And Mary said, My soul doeth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. Amen? In other words, Mary needed a Savior just like anybody else. Mary needed a Savior. Mary was not, nor ever will be, deity. There's but one mediator between God and man, 1 Timothy 2.5. One mediator between God and man, and that's the man, Christ Jesus. And she made that very plain. Now, I don't, when, I, when I'm trying to lead somebody to Christ, I want them to see one person. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. Because He's the one who's going to get you to heaven. Amen? And I believe this with all my soul. When I'm trying to lead somebody to Christ, I ask them one question. If you could get to heaven's door, and God was to say to you, well, I shall let you into my heaven, what's your answer going to be? Because i got the blood of Jesus Christ applied to my sins by faith. Amen? And by the way, that's the only answer. 
had a little boy that got baptized this last Sunday, my little grandson, last Sunday night. I laughed at him. I, I love to deal with these little children that their minds is clear. The old devil hasn't got to them yet, and sin ain't entered into them yet in this world. And I was getting ready to baptize him back there, so I said, now listen, buddy, when I get up there to, to the baptism of Pooh, I'm going to ask you one question. He said, what? I said, do you know you're saved? What's your answer going to be? Yes, sir. <laughs> Just that simple, you know? And I got to, I got to talk about it because I had talked to him before we got there. And he said to me, I wanted to know that he knew what he was doing. And he said, I believe that Jesus died for my sins. And, and I want to accept him as my Savior. So simple. And yet, I want you to see this. I don't care what human being is. Your wife, your husband, your little children. I don't care who it is. They need the same Savior that you and I do. And Mary needed it also. Note lastly, the Christian fellowship with Mary and Elizabeth. Listen now. In chapter 1, look at verse 39 and verse 40, down through verse 45. And Mary rose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judea, Judah, and entered into the house of Zacharias, and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice, and said, Blessed thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come unto me, come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ear, the baby leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believeth, for there shall be a performance of those things which was told her from the Lord. You know what this is? is fellowship. Uh, they came looking for one another to have fellowship. And what this is teaching, once we know the Lord is our Savior, we need other Christians to fellowship with. Now turn with me to Malachi for just a minute in the Old Testament. Malachi chapter 3, and look at one verse with me, verse 16. Then they that feared the Lord spake off one to another. And the Lord hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord, and they thought upon his name. Do you know it's a wonderful thing to have good Christian friends? and good Christian loved ones, and to fellowship with them, just sit around and talk about the Lord with them, and fellowship with them. One of my best friends in Christian realm, I suppose, was Dr. Curtis Hudson. And he was just a good friend. And I, I was sitting in my office one day several years ago, and before he died, and it was cold and drizzling rain, just drizzling rain. And he called me from Atlanta, and he said, Brother Strong, let's go play golf. Now, I knew he lived in Atlanta, and uh, he said, I can be there in 45 minutes. I'm getting on the plane right now. <laughs> I said, but Brother Hudson, it's, it's drizzling rain, and it's cold. He said, that's just good Atlanta weather. And we got out. We, anyhow, I went and picked him up at the airport. We went out there, and he said, now, 
on the first tee as we started to he said I'll, I'll play you for a good Sunday school teacher how's that I said no we'll cover it because we can't gamble brother and so we played that round of course he won played he said I'll play you for a Sunday school bus and so we played on played around and you know what we talked about the whole day the Lord and we talked about scripture and we talked about he, he's soon going to die and he knew it he had cancer and he was dying and he said you know what brother Strong I don't want to die I don't want, I got so much I want to do yet. He said, I just don't want to die. He said, now, I'm not afraid of dying because I know where I'm going when I die. But we talked about those things. We talked about heavenly things. We talked about just a Christian thing. Now, let me tell you something, folks. We all need that. We everyone need a friend like that. We need somebody that we can talk about heavenly things. And they understand what you're talking about. And we fellowship about it. Aren't you glad when somebody comes along and they talk about uh, angels and they talk about flying and everybody thinks that angels have got wings and they're flying all around. Did you know there's only two angels in heaven? Uh, two angels. It's mentioned in the Bible that's got wings that I can find out. And that's those cherubims and cherubims. And I'm going to tell you something. I ain't messing with them. Brother, I read the Bible. I'm afraid of them two characters. But you know all the other angels that God mentions, I never mentioned them with wings. All He talks about is they walked and talked like other men. He talked to somebody about angels. Aren't you glad that somebody understands those things and you fellowship with them? You talk about heaven with people. A lot of people don't understand heaven. They don't understand having somebody present below. But you fellowship with Christians, they understand that, and you have sweet fellowship with one another. I love to preach funerals for this simple reason. Especially saved Christian funerals of people that saved. You know why? You can fellowship with people around you. Talk about you know what's going on. And people come and fellowship with you about it. Listen to this. Mary and Elizabeth had Christian fellowship. They knew the Lord. All of this chapter is about one thing. Magnify the Lord Jesus Christ. Boy, I'm glad He came in this world. Amen? And the wonderful truth that's taught here is although Mary was highly favored, she needed the same Savior that you and I do. And I can say to every human being under the hearing of my voice this one truth. You need my Savior as much as Mary needed a Savior and as much as I need a Savior. And Jesus holds His arms out and says, Come unto me, and I will know I cast you out. Amen. You can be saved too. Amen. Father, would you bless the reading and studying of thy word. And Father, what a, what a few days we've had now celebrating the birth of our Savior in a very special way. We do every day, but these last few days we've done it in a special way with our family and friends. And Lord, we do thank you for coming to this world that we might know God because that's the only way we can know Him. Bless us, we pray now, in Jesus' name. I'd like to give the invitation this way. If you're listening, Jesus came in this world to die for you. He came in this world for one purpose. If He was the only person on the face of this earth, Jesus would have come for you. He would have died. He would have shed His blood just for you.
And what you have to do is bring it down to you. Yeah, John 3.16, He loved the whole world. But you are part of that world. And He died for you. And you have to say to Him, Lord, thank You for saving my soul. Would you do it? Would you claim Him as your Savior today? Father, bless the invitation now we ask it. In Jesus' name, amen. Please sing something, please. 380, why do you wait, Doc?